from Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle? Or War Eagle. That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining me. Our second episode of the week. We're trying to do two of these a week, even during the off season. It is so difficult. I'm not going to lie to you guys to try and do these, but we lucked out here in the early goings as we enter. It is May now, right? It is May. Uh, we lucked out this week because the ambush tiger trek whatever tour you want to call it, where Gus Malzahn and and now Bruce Pearl go out and speak to uh, Auburn fans at booster clubs across the state began this week. And, of course, the big news that came out uh, of their first stop in Dothan, which we attended, uh, myself and Jason Caldwell uh, of Auburn 24-7 Sports, was that, hey, he Gus Malzahn's finally narrowed the quarterback battle to two players, and that's something we've been reporting for, <coughs> what is it, two weeks, or two weeks, two months now nearly, maybe? Uh, and those two quarterbacks are Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix. Bo Nix, the true freshman, broke all those state records at Pinson Valley under his father, Patrick Nix, who was the head coach there, and, of course, Joey Gatewood, the redshirt freshman, big quarterback who teammates keep trying to compare to cam newton those two dead heat one and one a is the way gus malzahn described the battle right now as they head into the offseason what's that leave for malik willis i'll get into that later what about court sandberg i think he sticks around continues to carry a clipboard learns a little bit more gets a free college education after playing in the minor leagues for five, six years, not a bad deal for him. But if you want to hear it straight from Gus Malzahn's voice, his face, I've got audio. <laughs> um, he didn't really say much. Um, I've edited a few clips here together of Gus Malzahn, everything he said about the quarterbacks. <clears throat> he was supposed to speak. I guess they gave us seven minutes to talk to him. I didn't even ask a single question. I knew what was coming, um, and it was getting a story ready and had a story ready to publish the moment he said Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix. But anyway, having said that, take a listen to Gus Malzahn and he speaks about Bo Nix and Joey Gatewood, the quarterback race being narrowed to two players, and also why Bo Nix is considered to be uh, among the two best quarterbacks on the roster. That's the final answer you'll hear here, only on the Auburn Undercover podcast. Yeah, we've uh, we left spring ball. Uh, Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix are really one one eight. Um, those one of those two guys will be our starting quarterback for our first game, and they'll compete during the summer and during fall camp. And we'll make a decision. Uh, you know, Cord uh, Sandberg, we felt like did some really good things. We really think that he's going to get better and better. And of course, Malik Willis at the same time competed well, and uh, but those two guys really separate themselves. And uh, looking forward to, to seeing who wins the job. You know, in fairness, you know, we were rotating four quarterbacks. The great thing is we got great information during the spring. We let them go live one time. We had a lot of scrimmage reps. 
a lot of different scenarios. And uh, just feel like both those guys, you know, have a chance, uh, you know, to really zero in. The more reps they get, obviously, the better they're going to be. But they showed that they can lead our offense. Um, and, uh, and and both of them uh, have a chance to be a very successful quarterback, you know, here at Auburn. Yeah, well, I think they can they can start getting the majority of the reps, you know, with uh, one receivers and all that. And um, I think that's the big thing. It's it's extremely extremely hard to develop any kind of timing, chemistry when you're rotating a bunch of quarterbacks. And so when you got a chance to narrow things down, let those guys go at it, start working the summer. Summer is critical, critical, critical as far as receiver, quarterback development, and really probably leadership development. And so really looking forward to those guys, uh, you know, uh, from a leadership standpoint. Well, you, you know, he's earned it. And, uh, you know, we went into spring with a very open mind and wanted to put in a lot of different scenarios and situations. And uh, so he's earned it uh, as well as Joey Gatewood, you know, and he really uh, – he really improved, you know, from, from the fall. And uh, both those guys were very desperate uh, to win the position. And that's really what stood out to our coaches. I'll talk more about Malik Willis's future uh, later in the show. I, I take some, I'm going to take some questions here from Twitter uh, to close out the show. But um, it, it's pretty obvious Malik Willis is not going to be playing quarterback at Auburn anytime soon. And having said that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Bo Nix and Joey Gatewood in the season opener. I'm still of the belief that they'll both play, no matter what happens in August, they'll both play in the season opener against Oregon. How many snaps each gets, anyone's guess. Um, and I've had people ask me what's going to happen in that first game already, and I I'm, I try not to look at them like they're crazy. Um, it is May, <laughs> and they're two freshmen. We have no idea what's going on. Um, outside of the quarterback chatter, I, I thought the most interesting conversation, as it usually is, was with Bruce Pearl, Auburn's basketball coach. Um, much more explanatory. Uh, doesn't keep things as close to the vest as Gus Malzahn, though. There was a moment where he didn't really want to discuss Ira Bowman, who's still on paid administrative leave and um, – after his name was brought up in that bribery trial uh, for allegedly uh, helping handle a bank account with a player that was trying to get into Penn University back in 2015. Ira Bowman came to Auburn highly recommended um, from a lot of folks. This kind of came out of nowhere and obviously happened years before he came to Auburn. It's not going to affect Auburn other than Auburn's got to decide whether to let Bowman go or move forward. Um, I saw a report from uh, AL.com saying that Gus, Gus, excuse me, Bruce Pearl finally confirmed that Chad Pruitt was a full-time assistant coach. Um, I, I, he actually never really quite said that. He just said he's his right-hand man, which is what he is described as his off-the-court role. Um, but We've known, and I believe we reported, or at least talked about on the message board at the body getter, that Chad Pruitt was immediately bumped up to a full-time assistant, just as he was uh, the year prior when Chuck Person was arrested by the FBI on federal bribery and uh, fraud charges, which he since has uh, pled guilty to. Um, but uh, 
Pruitt is able to help them on the recruiting trail as a result of being a full-time assistant right now. They're filling that hole with Bowman on paid administrative leave. Um, and then also uh, he helped coach uh, throughout the postseason. I think everybody saw that if you're watching the bench closely and he helped uh, with scouts and everything. So I don't, I don't know why that was a story um, all of a sudden this week. I don't know. I don't know. I know Bowman's contract, whether they can continue to pay him. Um, there's an option there where Auburn can stop now that it's the month of May. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that all develops. Really, in the long long run, it's 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 a nothing burger to be quite honest. And I hate using that word nothing burger. Because it makes me sound like a homer or something like that, but it's just it doesn't affect Auburn other than they just either need to know are we going to hire a new guy or are we going to do this? Are we going to promote Chad Pruitt? I don't know if Pruitt will be full time assistant from here on forward. Uh, Pruitt couldn't tell you that. Um, and I chatted with Pruitt off the side uh, the other day in Dothan. So anyway, uh, Bruce Pearl talked quite a bit about recruiting and the future of the Auburn basketball program. Some interesting comments. I want to get to those, but first, these messages. As we know, Jared Harper, point guard for Auburn, and for Chumokiki, sophomore, have both declared for the NBA draft. Uh, we've been told uh, at Auburn 24-7 that, that Jared Harper is not coming back to Auburn. You know, that door's still open. Anything could happen, but his intention is, is not to return to Auburn. Chumo Kiki, he's going to test the NBA waters right now, and he was invited to the NBA Combine this week. NBA Combine is going to be in mid-May. Um, he obviously cannot participate in drills and everything, but he can uh, take part in interviews uh, with NBA teams. It's going to be interesting to watch what he does because I think he's leaning more toward leaving based off of conversations I've had with people near to him um, than staying. But that NBA Combine is really going to say a lot for him on what he ends up doing. And we'll find out, obviously, May 29th is the final day uh, that a player can decide whether to stay or go. Here's Bruce Pearl talking about Chuma Okiki's future. If, if Chuma was healthy, obviously um, – we, we would have rather had him against Kentucky, Virginia, and then the Texas, te- uh, Texas Tech, but we didn't. Um, and even as it relates to the combine, we wish he was healthy because he would have, his, have an opportunity um, going into the combine healthy. He is, would be projected to be a late first-rounder um, with then an opportunity to play his way in the lottery. But now that he's injured, um, he's still projected – to go someplace either late first round or maybe early in the second round. But because of his injury, he does not going to have an opportunity to play his way higher. Uh, and so a lot is going to be about how everybody else does. Who, who impresses at the combine where people are going to say, well, I'm going to take that guy versus waiting on Chuma. Um, and so I'm not so sure that the injury doesn't actually encourage him to stay if he can in this draft because he's already demonstrated what he's capable of doing. And there are guys that are projected late first round that can't hold a candle to him. And I'm those guys at the next level are smarter than me. And I'm sure they'll figure it out. 
I think we can all agree that Chumo Kiki was the best player on the court in the NCAA tournament. I mean, heck, uh, Stephen Pearl, Auburn's uh, assistant coach and obviously the son of Bruce Pearl, said it at the basketball banquet a week ago. Uh, he was the best player in the NCAA tournament, he believes. And you could hear from Bruce Pearl the way he mentioned <laughs> Virginia, Kentucky, and Texas Tech that he believes they would have beaten Virginia with Chumo Kiki on the floor. Hard to argue that. Auburn might be a national champion right now if Chumo Kiki stayed healthy and didn't blow his knee out, which complicates not only things for his future, but obviously complicated the end of Auburn's season, which was just a miraculous, incredible run. Uh, now, basketball recruiting, a lot of questions about that. Uh, our Jason Caldwell and Keith Niebuhr went to Atlanta last week. We, last weekend. We talked about that in the previous podcast about all the five and four-star guys, these blue-chip guys that Auburn's really on, and how this Final Four runs really opened the door for Auburn. Obviously, names you guys know and have heard over and over again. Uh, guard Sharif Cooper, who's really high on Auburn and Kentucky. Uh, Brandon Boston, um, another guard who is considering Auburn and Kentucky, uh, among others. It's going to be interesting to watch. One player, though, in the immediate future, those are 2020 guys, but the immediate future that could really impact things for Auburn is Rajon Tucker, that grad transfer from UALR. He declared for the NBA draft. He's considering the NBA draft, but he's also visiting colleges because if he doesn't go to the NBA, he's going to transfer to a college. And here's the latest on him, what I can tell you right now. He's already visited Auburn. He's visited West Virginia, and he's visited Memphis. Um, as you listen to this podcast right now, uh, over this weekend, he is visiting Iowa State. At least that was the schedule. And then next week, May 10th through the 12th, he's scheduled to visit Kansas. He plans to make an announcement, quote, right after my last visit, which would be that Kansas visit May 10th through 12th. I am just a mumble-jumble of words. So, Rayshon Tucker, guy averaged 20.3 points uh, per game last season. Big, thick guard. Can get to the basket easily. It can also shoot three-pointers. Shot 41% beyond the arc. Hit 70-something free, th- uh, excuse me, three-pointers last season. Um, he has until May 29th to pull his name out of the NBA draft, but he plans on announcing a college where he would transfer if he doesn't do that um, shortly after his visit that concludes May 12th at Kansas. So here in a little over a week, we're going to hear whether Rajon Tucker's coming to Auburn. Uh, our understanding is Auburn's on top as of right now, but um, that might change, especially with visits to Iowa State and then obviously Kansas. Remember Kansas, the team Auburn beat the crud out of uh, in the NCAA tournament in the second round? That could change. He goes to Kansas May 10th through 12th. It's the last visit. You always want to be the last visit, but he visited Auburn and came away impressed. So, outside of Rajon Tucker, what does Auburn's recruiting class look like for 2020 and 2021? Because if you look at the 2018, or excuse me, the 2019-2020 team that's coming up, you're going to have at least, I believe, five players leaving the team, whether it's exhausting eligibility um, or, you know, others. Um, and so that's not counting like Chumo Kiki uh, if he were to return and then go pro. So, man, that's a lot of guys. But Auburn has been preparing for this, uh, Bruce Pearl said to the media and Dothan this week. I think the difference is doors, more doors are opened. Um, 
but whether or not we're able to go in there and get the job done is, is a whole nother matter. So, yeah, I have definitely been in some uh, schools and some homes of some kids that, you know, would have been out of our reach that now um, are potentially within our grasp. Um, and all I do is the same thing. I sell Auburn. <laughs> you know, I sell Auburn athletics. And the fact that it's, you know, just don't hold it against us that men's basketball hasn't been there because guess what? Football has, softball has, baseball has. You know, swimming, diving, all that, it's the same thing. And now we're in our basketball program's in a position where you don't necessarily have to go with, with, with uh, you know, 10 All-Americans. We talked two years ago about 2018 not being a very good class. And we really didn't want to spend a lot of scholarships there. We didn't have a lot of scholarships to, to spend. And that was by design. 19 was a good year. 20 is a great year. 21 is really good, too. And, and fortunately, our program is going to be in a position where we're going to have some real opportunity. You know, next year is going to be a team of seniors and underclassmen. It's going to be a very unusual mix of lots of veterans and lots of rookies, and not very much, not that much in between. And then after those seniors go, the following year, this class is important, but we'll be a really young team and hopefully a really talented young team. Auburn's really going hard after a lot of five-star guys. I mean, they are just offering everybody visiting as many people as they can right now and um, just trying to see what they can catch after making this Final Four run because as Bruce Pearl said just right there, um, uh, some doors have opened for them after this Final Four run. That's quite remarkable. Um, Okay, we're going to close out the podcast with our questions from Twitter. I asked late Thursday night. Was it Thursday night? Is it Thursday night right now? You know, uh, secret to the trade here. I'm recording this in my parked car in the garage at 1.07 a.m. right now. Um, I hope the acoustics are good. I did not want to wake up the baby (laughs) who I believe is developing a cold or has bad allergies and is unable to really sleep all that well. So I'm trying not to wake anybody up. Um, so hopefully you guys can hear these correctly, but I tweeted out at about midnight. Hey, anybody got any questions? I'll answer them on the podcast. I got like six or seven responses. I picked out five of them. I think here, I don't know how to count. That's just me though. Um, it's been a weird week. It's been, I've been all over the place. I went to, went to Florida, uh, to do some work or try to do some work. And then, uh, Dothan back home, uh, was going to go to Albany, Georgia Friday, but a golf tournament where some, uh, Ronnie Garner and Cadillac Williams are going to speak has been canceled because of weather. So I'm kind of glad about that personally. I, I, I want to be off the road. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Here's the Twitter Q and a Tom green of al.com al.com. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite thing about Niceville? Uh, Tom, I, I don't recall. Uh, Seth Easton one asks. What happens now with Malik Willis? Does Gus Malzahn try to get him to switch positions, or will we see his name in the transfer portal soon? You know, it's just it's like the popular thing, I guess, here at Auburn under Gus Malzahn. If you if you get demoted at quarterback, you just move to a different position, right? Uh, Kyle Frazier did it, then he left. Jonathan Wallace, uh, Cody Burns, uh, way back when. Um, John Franklin, did John Franklin the third switch? I can't even remember now. That was like such a flash-in-the-pan year with him before he went to FAU anyway and then really didn't do anything there. Um, 
I don't know if Malik Willis changes his positions. I don't I don't know, but I'll I'll say this. If if Malik Willis wants to play quarterback in college, he's going to have to leave Auburn and transfer and go elsewhere cuz he's not going to play significant playing time at all unless there's just catastrophic injuries to their top two quarterbacks. Um because as it stands now, he did not do enough last spring when he was taking all the first-team reps, by the way, all the first-team reps, and he still didn't do enough to impress coaches back then and then going into this spring with two freshmen on campus. he, You know, he, you should be given the benefit of the doubt, but instead they went with the two freshmen ahead of him, who and Malik is a junior. So like, that tells you exactly what the coaches are going to do going forward at the quarterback position. And if Malik Willis really wants to play quarterback in college – um, he, he's going to have to transfer. He's not going to do it here at Auburn. Does he switch positions? Is he open to that? I have no idea. I haven't heard any chatter like that. I know that's the popular question to ask because they've done that with so many other quarterbacks at Auburn. But other than Cody Burns nine years ago, when has that worked out? Now, I'm being serious. When has that worked out at Auburn? Other than the Cody Burns, you know, he caught a touchdown pass and, and uh, in the uh, BCS National Championship game nine years ago. I mean, seriously. Um, I, I, like I said, if he wants to play quarterback, he needs to transfer. That That's my opinion because it's not going to happen at Auburn. I think it's very much clear now. Uh, Jack at Five Star Match asks, will Auburn win a lot of games this year? How much is a lot? I, I think the over-under is eight. But as we, I, I say it every year, but you know the schedule's so tough. Oregon, LSU, Texas A and M at Texas A and M. Uh, that's very tough. And of course, Alabama and Georgia at home. But you gotta go to Florida as well. Very tough. I'd set the over under on eight eight wins though. Is that enough? I don't know. It depends on what games Gus wins. So there's a follow up to your question because I know people are going to be asking that over and over and over and over and over again. Between now and, goodness, November probably. Davis Cox at DF Cox 2 asks, what freshman other than Knicks, Bo Nix do you think will make the biggest impact on the field this season? Uh, I say to Owen Papo, the linebacker. I think he could very well be a starter. Uh, as it stands right now, the top three linebackers are K.J. Britt, uh, Zacoby McClain, and um, Chandler Wooten, right? Yeah, Chandler Wooten. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Um but Papo's got a chance to start, and if not start, make a significant contribution. Uh, people I've talked to said he was amazingly impressive during spring practices. That's my easy bet right there that he's going to make a big impact this season for Auburn's defense. Owen Papo at linebacker. Warbloggle. Hey, Warbloggle. Um, need to grow your beard back if you haven't, by the way. He asks, Braveheart or Gladiator? Um, I haven't seen Braveheart in like a decade. Uh, Gladiator, about the same. I haven't seen like in a decade. And I think I've only seen Gladiator once. But I recall liking it and loving the soundtrack. I still listen to the soundtrack. It's in my rotation. Um, Braveheart was very long. I remember that. Had a lot of great quotable lines. I don't know. Toss-up, man. I, I don't know. I just I, My problem is, I guess, they're not my type of movies. 
Um, so I haven't like rewatched them. And to be quite honest, they don't show those movies on TV a lot for some reason. Is it just because they're so violent? Is that why? Because you know, you see movies from that era, you know, more of like, you know, Forrest Gump and Apollo thirteen and Castaway. I'm not mentioning all Tom Hanks movies, but uh, <laughs> um, more on TV than those. Gladiator, I just love the ending. Um. I I don't know. I really don't know. I I guess I'm not a fan that big of a fan of either of them. I might could probably name like two scenes from each one, maybe. You know, freedom, uh, lightning bolts, <laughs> gladiator, the last scene. Wow, I could probably only name one scene from gladiator. I barely I don't even remember gladiator. I just remember, um. Joaquin Phoenix being in that and being crazy and weird. Anyway, great question, Warbloggle. And what wasn't that an entertaining answer to? If anybody's still listening to this, kudos to you. You are amazing. Um, I'm going to try and do something different with the podcast probably at some point this summer, guys, because I know this gets boring just listening to me talk. I'm going to try and do some different stuff. If you guys got ideas... Throw them my way. Email me, tweet me, whatever. At B Marcello, you email me, brandon.marcello at cbsinteractive.com. Um, got any ideas, let me know because I am open to them. And boy, does the off season get dry. And this can get boring <laughs> quickly. I'm like fading right now. I'm like tired and kind of, I think I'm getting sick. And uh, I don't think any of you are listening to this. By the way, if you are listening, feel free to rate the podcast. Give us one star. Give us five stars. Just at least let us know you're listening. Uh, I know this podcast was very uh, um, uh, provided a lot of dissenting voices in the early going a year or two ago. (laughs) And uh, I think our rating on iTunes reflects that. It's like a 4.5, which... It shows to me maybe it was good, maybe it's bad. But uh, I, I do appreciate you guys listening and listening to me ramble. We'll try to get more guests on or something this, this summer. I want this to be more conversational. You know, I, I don't like the word edgy, but we got to do something different, man, because, you know, i tell you the truth. I was I was listening to um, – I was, I was on the road back with Jason um, from Dothan, Thursday night or Wednesday night, excuse me. And uh, we we're he was flipping through channels through music and then also ESPN Sports Radio and all that stuff. And like every everybody sounds the same. And like some of the national guys don't even know what they're talking about half the time, and they're they're relying like on people they bring on to fill in the spaces, which is fine. You can't know everything, but it's just like what's the entertainment value in that? I guess it's just. If you're in a car for a long time, you got to listen to it. But, like, if that was a podcast, would anybody really listen to that? Um, It's just – but, but like, you go channel to channel and it all sounds the same. I say that to say this. I I don't listen to sports radio ever. I only listen to sports radio when I'm on it, I guess, and that's only because I'm on the phone. (laughs) So I'm not really listening to it. I'm listening to myself talk, I guess, when I'm talking. That doesn't make sense either. You can't listen to yourself and talk and whatever. Anyway – 
I don't listen to sports radio. Um, I kind of like try to get away from sports when I'm not working, which as you can tell, here it is one seventeen AM and I'm, I'm in my car recording a podcast. I, I work a lot. Um, and I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes to try and keep the site looking okay. Um, and I'm just going to keep rambling here. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> you, you probably hate this. You can go ahead and go ahead and tune out if you want, but, uh, yeah, we got to do something different, guys. We got to do something different with this podcast. Don't you think? Because this is boring. Just me talking. I could, You know, it's easy to say bring guests on. Duh. I mean, but, but everybody does that. We got to do something. Got to do something different. Um, I'm going to try, by the way, and bring driving planes back this summer. Maybe get some guests. I don't know. We'll see. Depends on who I can line up. Um, this month's actually pretty busy for me. I got to travel a lot for ambush tour. And then I'm going down to, uh, the sec spring meetings for that week, uh, after Memorial day. And that'll be a busy time. Then all of a sudden it's June and, uh, yeah, but I need to do more driving planes. I got to do more of that. It's been a very long time since I've done one. It's been a year almost. Um, but we got to do something different with the podcast. If you guys got ideas, let me know. I would love to just bring fans on. Maybe we do like a round table, literally where we just meet up and chat. The problem is it's not a lot of Auburn fans. I mean, Auburn fans live in Auburn, but not like some of the hardcore folks that you see on Twitter a lot. They're not living in Auburn. They're living across the country and across the uh, the state. But I would love to get everybody in person maybe and just like sit down and chat. You know what I mean? That would be pretty cool. How about that? How about we do that? If anybody is listening to this – and you're interested in like coming on and just chatting and like making a a day of it, a wet afternoon of it or something, maybe we can do something like that. You know, bring like Auburn 24 7 subscribers or just Auburn fans of any sort out and we go do a show uh, somewhere, you know? Because I hate listening to myself and I'm sure you're, you're sick of listening to me. Um, and there's only so much I can say in May because I don't cover baseball. <laughs> you know, um, baseball's not doing so hot right now, um, but they're about to host Alabama. They'll probably sweep them, or at least they should win two of three. Uh, softball's not doing great, and the season's just about over. And then the summer's here, man. Um, so, yeah. Um, and you guys got any idea? Like, what do you guys want to know about? You know? Everybody wanted to know about quarterbacks, but, the, I mean, we've been on that for two months now. We've we've said from almost the beginning what was going to happen. Uh, so, you got ideas? Let me know. And also, like I said, I would love to do a show with some, some of you guys, some of you fans, because you're, you're smarter than me. A lot of you are much smarter than me. Uh, and I'd love to just chat with you, get your thoughts and everything. Anyway. All right, I'm done rambling in my car. I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to stop recording this, okay, first. Then I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to go inside, and then I'm going to edit it on my, on my computer and uh, post it. Isn't that exciting? It's great stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Auburn Undercover Podcast. I'm Brandon Marcello. I'll see you down the road. No one has it covered like 24-7 sports. Go Undercover with Auburn Undercover. Auburn Undercover.